Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode 85, Choosing the Life You Want. So for 30 years, I've been giving courses and workshops and talks on all different topics related to marriage and parenting. And I've always wondered, why is it that some women flourish in their marriage and family life, while others never see any traction or the improvements that they really want to make? In this podcast, I've been giving you practical tips on how to have strong marriages and well-disciplined children and a calm and nurturing home, and I'm going to continue to do that. But how we think of ourselves, our situations, and the constant challenges of life will decide if we attain the motherhood we long for or if we just keep bumping along. Maybe not entirely unhappy, but not fulfilled or peaceful, and maybe for some, really unhappy in their lives. So in my pursuit of discovering what is really at the root of women who have joyful motherhoods and marriages, I've come to spend a lot of time reading and learning about mindset. I first approached it with children, and why is it that some children really had the energy and the enthusiasm to learn while others didn't? And I'll continue to talk about that in later episodes, but for now I want to talk about you. I want to talk about women, and I want to help you understand what I have come to learn is that our mindset manages everything, really. I can give you all the routines and all the habits that will create a happy home, but you're going to have to choose to do it. And why is it that some choose to do those things and others don't? In fact, many people think they don't even have a choice. They think it's out of their control. So in my pursuit over the last year of trying to figure out what is it that makes some women find what they're looking for and others keep searching, I've discovered what Brooke Castillo calls the self-coaching model. Now, she's the founder of the Life Coach School where I've been studying to become a certified life coach. That's how important I believe this is. I'm actually studying, I have classes, I have practicums, I have tests and quizzes because I want to help you sift through your thoughts and find what will empower you and work for you to have a happy marriage and a happy home. The model is what Brooke devised. It's a tool that we can use for any circumstance or problem that we're dealing with to help us respond and choose the action that serves us and empowers us rather than be the victim of our circumstances. Okay, first let me go through this basic concept of checking in with your mindset. Our life is filled with circumstances. These are events in our life 
that just happen, and everyone would agree they happened. A guy cuts you off in traffic, your child didn't pick up their clothes, your husband is looking at pornography, your child talks back to you, you don't have a consistent cleaning schedule, and our circumstances also include our past, or other people, or events that are outside our control. All these are circumstances, facts that can be proven in a court of law that no one would disagree with. This is our day. Lots of circumstances that work together to form our life. We often think that if we could change our circumstances, we would be happy. But the truth is, we would have a whole new set of circumstances to deal with. I'm sure I don't have to tell you, life is not perfect. We'll only find perfection in heaven. But we don't have to be the victim of our life, and we don't always have to choose to be unhappy. We can have the power to decide how we're going to react in any given situation. So many of us remain the victim, and that's what I want to help you with. Taking back your God-given power to react the best way to serve you and him. We do that by choosing our thoughts about any given issue. So many people think that our circumstance or event is what makes us unhappy, but that's not true. There's a step in between the circumstance and our feeling of unhappiness. And that step in between is our thought, what we think about something. Imagine that your father dies. Ten minutes before you get the phone call, he's already passed away. But you don't have any sad feelings or anything about that circumstance. You don't know about it yet. But when you get the call and you find out that your father died, your thoughts go immediately to sadness and, you know, all the things that go along with grief. What you think about what happened is why you feel what you feel. Some people may get a call that their father died, and they may not be sad at all. Maybe they had a terrible relationship with him. Maybe he was abusive. And they may have a different thought about their father dying. It may be a thought of, well, thank goodness, I don't have to worry about him anymore. And then they may have a feeling of relief. So what we think about our circumstance is critical in our lives. The way we interpret the facts, our thoughts directly create the results in our lives. It's been noted that we have about 40 to 60,000 thoughts a day and that approximately 80% are negative. And 95% of the thoughts we have are repetitive. So the odds are we're going to think more negative thoughts in a day. And then the ones that go over and over again in our head will probably also be negative. I hate cleaning. I don't know how to discipline my children. I'm not a good cook. My husband doesn't love me like he should. My husband never helps around the house. The kids are driving me crazy. Those are all negative thoughts. 
If we don't stop the unconscious cycle of negative and repetitive thoughts going on in our brain, it's no wonder we are unhappy or unfulfilled. Think about that for a minute. Thoughts are purely subjective. Just because we have a thought doesn't mean it's true. You know, I'm on this perpetual quest of losing weight. And the biggest reason I think I'm on this perpetual quest is because I always thought I was fat growing up. Always. I mean, from thinking back to when I was a little girl. And the thing is, is that when I look at those pictures of when I was a little girl, I was not fat. But something in my brain made me think I was. I certainly wasn't skinny, and I have the Klein waistline, which is a little bigger, but I wasn't fat. But all these years, that thought going around in my head and over and over and over again made me believe that I was fat. Our beliefs are just our thoughts that keep going over and over and over again. Here's an example. My husband forgot to take the trash out one night. As I was doing it early in the morning, right? I'm out there in my row before 6 a.m. because I hear the truck coming down the street. I had a thought, he always forgets and I have to do it. Before I started paying attention to my thoughts, I would have spun that over and over a hundred times before I even got back in the house and would have been angry with him for not taking the garbage out. But since I've really been working on being conscious of my thoughts, I noticed that negative thought. And I asked myself if that was really true. And when I stopped the negative cycling, I realized, no, that wasn't true. He remembers most of the time. And then I reminded myself about the other ways he contributes. And I ended up walking back into the house, you know, a span of a minute or two minutes, right? Being very grateful that I have a husband who's not perfect, but tries to be very generous around the house. What a difference that made. If I walked back into the house angry because I just allowed those cycling of negative emotions to go over and over again, you know, we would have had a very rough day. He would have been angry because the truth is he really does take it out most of the time. And he would have been angry that I noticed that one or two or, you know, few times that he didn't take it out and got stuck on it. The way in which we think about circumstances and events can change the whole trajectory of our day and of our lives. And what we think about something will always create a feeling. This is where the feelings come in. Remember, so often there's this disconnect where people jump from the circumstance to the feeling without thinking about it. We want to stop and think and choose a thought that works for us. How we feel, our emotions, come directly from our thoughts. If we think negative thoughts, we'll have negative emotions. If we think positive thoughts, we'll have positive emotions. Don't you love those people who always seem to be happy, at peace, they aren't just born that way. They spend their time managing their thoughts and thinking thoughts that serve them in positive ways. Now, sometimes we will need to think a negative thought because it's appropriate to feel a negative emotion. Go back to the example of my dad died eight years ago. 
My thought is I miss my dad. My feeling is it makes me sad. And even now, my actions are that I cry. Our life as a human is a life of positive and negative emotions. We wouldn't want it to be any other way. I think a huge problem with our culture now is that we think we should always be happy or make our children happy all the time. When we were raising our children, the everyone gets a trophy and a snow cone began. We didn't want anyone feeling bad if they lost a game. And in doing that, we didn't give our children an opportunity to live through disappointment and survive it and create resiliency for dealing with disappointments. And now those children are young adults. And so many young adults and teenagers talk about the anxiety they feel, when in fact, much of that quote-unquote anxiety is just the normal negative emotion that goes along with being human. So understand that it isn't that we're trying to create this life of rainbows and unicorns. That's not realistic. We want to create an intentional life where we decide the thoughts we have about a particular situation that will serve us. We understand that our feelings come from our thoughts and that our actions will be directly influenced by how we feel. If I felt angry with my husband for not taking the garbage out and that anger came from the thought he always forgets, not only might I feel angry, but I also might feel disrespected or maybe a whole lot of other negative feelings. I would have gone into that house and started in on him. Maybe we would have argued. For sure, I would have held on to resentments. That's not the life that we want for ourselves, nor is it the life that we want for our children. So while I really want to help everyone understand how their mind works and how they can be in control of their mind, I have an ulterior motive because I want you to sort of get agency over yourself and your thoughts and your feelings and your actions so that you can help your children do that. That is so critical. Okay, we've talked about our circumstances and our thoughts and how our thoughts create our feelings. Now that brings me to the next step in this tool. Our feelings will decide our actions. Actions or inactions come directly from our feelings. When we choose the thoughts we want to have and manage our feelings around those thoughts, we will show up with actions we want to take that serve us in our family and create joy in our lives. So for instance, when I first married, I did not know how to cook. I knew how to use the microwave, but in my opinion, that's not really cooking. I wrecked many meals in the learning process. But my thought was, I want to learn to cook. My feeling was that I was excited to learn. And so my actions were trying new recipes, sometimes with failures, but sometimes with successes. So my feeling of excitement, of curiosity, created my actions to keep trying, to keep working. And even though my results weren't always perfect, I kept going back to that thought, I want to learn to cook. It didn't really take long, but my results, the last part of this model, is that I'm very good cook now. And it all goes back to, 
I want to learn to cook. If I left my life to my circumstances, which was, I didn't know how to cook, oh well, too bad, so sad, I guess I can never learn, Michael will just have to have takeout, I would never have learned. And my family would not enjoy the salted caramel fudge cake or the shrimp and rice with red pepper cream sauce. We'd just have takeout all the time. And that would have been a pity because actually... One of my favorite things in the world to do now is to cook. So what about you? What thoughts do you have that create joy? And what thoughts do you have that create anxiety, stress, or discontent? Do you approach your life with confidence? Or have you decided that you'll never be enough and you're stuck or a victim? I was talking to a mother many years ago, and she was lamenting she just does not know how to keep a house. And I tried to convince her, oh, you can learn. I can give you the tools. I can give you the routines. I can give you the habits. And she's like, nope, nope, I just can't. Well, if you decide you can't, you won't. Learning the skills of marriage, motherhood, and keeping a home are important. They really are. But whatever you think will be your reality. Choose your thoughts to serve you rather than to enslave you and make you a victim. Stop believing the past that defines you and know that you have the power to define yourself now. Just like I did not know how to cook, I could have made that my reality. And now, 37 years into a marriage, still not know how to cook. But I chose a different thought. I want to learn to cook. And so I did. Be conscious of your thoughts. Slow down and choose them. Choosing what serves you. This life that you have, this God-given call to womanhood, marriage, motherhood, is a responsibility. And we cannot give up our responsibility by giving in to victimhood. Let's embrace our responsibility that God gave us. Let's utilize all the gifts and graces that he gives us. And let's choose thoughts that create empowering and positive feelings that will then create actions that will create finding joy in motherhood and in marriage. Take care. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd subscribe, leave a review, and share with friends. Thank you. Have a great week.